Yagjamash and welcome to Tool for this podcast. This is episode 57 of Tool for this podcast, your safe space for growing up talk about childish things, and we're going to review Borat, subsequent movie film, and Hubie's Halloween. And that's about it. So let's get going. Let's start the show. On Nerd and Up Nerd. DJ Kevy Kev in the house. What Where up? Where you at? Let me hear ya. <laughs> what up? What up? What up? How you doing, happy my almost, brother? Happy almost Halloween, brother. Same to you. Happy social distanced pandemic Halloween, brother. <laughs> So, uh, did you guys decide as a household, are you going to be uh, handing out candy this year or what? Uh, no, we um, we actually live in a house where people don't come to get candy anyway, so we don't have to worry about that. Um, but we are uh, right. full full on in debate mode, I think, about what we're going to do with our two-year-old son. Oh, okay. Um, uh, and uh, I think not much. Maybe just give them like uh, I, a candy basket or something like that. I'm sure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, yeah. I, I mean, that would be. Yeah, uh, I don't know. We'll see. Uh, you know what? Nobody knows. I'm. I. I'm sure any parent um, feels exactly uh, like I sound right now. Because, <laughs> yeah. because no idea, man. No idea. Um, no, what we're gonna do? <laughs> this is new territory, and it's we've been in it so long. You know what? I was just thinking today about like. When did we first start podcasting in the pandemic? And it was like pre, like we did a we did a OG OT roundtable episode during the pandemic. Yep, we did. And that was like so long ago. Yeah, yeah, we did that one uh, over Skype. Um, well, I was thinking when uh, Mandalorian is said and done, we can we can do another one and talk about Mandalorian season two. I think that would be oh ideal for sure. Yeah, so. yeah. Um, yeah, yeah, and I'm. You know what? I'm. I might ask Billy just to come on because he's the only other person I know who has watched all of Raised by Wolves. Mm. Um, and it and Raised by Wolves. Uh, I'm gonna say it again. Uh, um, science fiction fans, pe- just fans of like out there, really think heavy science fiction. Um, need to watch this. Ridley Scott has outdone himself with the show. And it's so full of mystery boxes, like like it's more, it's worse than the first season of Lost for mystery boxes. Oh yeah, okay. um, it actually reminds me of the first season of Lost a lot. Now that I think about it, mm. um, except instead of an island, it's a planet, and what the hell is going on on this planet is right. uh, a big thing in this show. Um, so yeah, uh, sorry, a little tangent there, but you mentioned uh, I mentioned the roundtable. You said we were going to do it again, and that brought up to mind that I wanted to have Bill on too. Yes. Okay. Fair enough. Anyway. Um, so yeah, and Mandalorian, dude, that's like like how many days away? Like six days away from yeah. us now. Uh, this coming Friday, next Friday, yeah. There you go. So so, um, so we got to go back to work, brother. Like our our break is over because we're gonna have to do <laughs> weekly recaps yeah. of Mandalorian, yeah. just like we did last year. Yeah. And I'm looking forward to that. Actually, it's gonna be nice to have something mm-hmm. uh, to talk about again. Um, yeah. um you know, we talked about. I think we talked about last episode about how my hype level is not what it was last year for Mandalorian. Yeah. But I mean, how how could it be? Like last year, you know, Rise of Skywalker came out the same week as Mandalorian. It was like the yeah. most hype level Star Wars year of life, and I don't think 
that hype level will ever be matched, honestly. The um, final again, episode of Mandalorian came out the same week as uh, Rise. Yeah. So the final. Um, but yeah, it, I believe, if I remember correctly, it started around the same time, October, no? The end of October? Yeah, right. yeah about this time, yeah. yeah so. And, uh, uh, you know, I am looking forward to it, um, but it's not, I'm not like, woohoo, backflips, excited. Yeah, um, no, it's funny because um, like, I kind of forgot it was so soon. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so, uh, so yeah. No, that being said, it's gonna I, blow us. It's gonna blow our hair right back, brother. Even though yeah. I don't think either either of us has any. Um, it's <laughs> it's gonna be uh, Mandalorian season two. Yeah. yeah, it's gonna be awesome. It's gonna be great. Yeah. I can't wait. Yeah, hopefully, it's gonna be so great. Yeah. Okay. All right. Um, and thank God because um, like the world has ended as far as the the movie industry ha- mm-hmm. goes, right? Like. You know, my dreams of Dune are 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 postponed at least a year. Did they uh, make an official announcement about that? Yes. Or what? Did they? Yes, yeah. Okay. Yes, yeah. That's what I thought. I uh, there, there's pushed. a date. I forget what the date is. I think it's exactly a year. I think it's November, uh, twenty twenty one now. Yeah. Okay. Um. And Knockwood, please. I hope because like people are saying that the, the, there might not be a widespread vaccine until that time. Wow. Um. So. Let's hope that that even works out. Um, I'm mm-hmm. knocking wood here in case you're wondering what that bang is. Yeah, I hear it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, anyway, uh, and like, I mean, I don't want to be a downer here off the bat, but I feel like it's all over. Like, movie theaters can't the can't stay open, right? Like, they're going to have to start ditching the rent on these buildings eventually. Yeah. And and it's like, what's going to be left? I, I have a feeling, and this this is an interesting thing. I texted Steve Dunk. Uh, about this, our old friend who hasn't been on the show in a long time, and he should come back, by the way, uh, Steve, if you're listening, please come back. And let's talk about this, because I feel like, Kev, this is going to be a big deal. Uh, I feel like in 10, 20 years, they're going to be talking about how in 2020, the golden age of Hollywood ended. Like, 2019 was the last year of the golden age that we were living through, and we didn't realize it mm-hmm. until it, until we lost it, which is now. And I feel like we don't even realize it yet. I but I feel like it's gonna it's really ironic that Endgame is probably going to be the box office record holder for the rest of history because those box office records will never be broken like that again because there will never be uh, that same kind of cinema infrastructure that there is right now. Like maybe movies will make that much money again somehow eventually in in in, in streaming format or whatever. Mm. So I don't know how, but I think this is my prediction. Call me in 30, 40 years. Because right. uh, this is a long term prediction. I think Endgame may actually have been Endgame. I think it may hold that box office record forever, for well, eternity. I'll say this I hope you're wrong. <laughs> I really yeah. do. Because no, I, I, I'm, I'm, I'm not happy I'm about it. I'm, I'm not happy. I'm definitely one person who enjoys the movie ex- going experience. Uh, I do enjoy sitting in a, in a, in a theater, uh, not necessarily a crowded theater. So that's why I even enjoyed going back to the theater during this, uh, pandemic because I, I do, I do enjoy sitting in the theater. I don't enjoy sitting in crowded ass theaters where people are just ignorant. Um, if you go into a crowd, that's, um, you know, like a TIFF crowd where everyone's there to see the movie. Um, that's, that's an enjoyable experience. Most definitely. Yeah. But, um, <clears throat> but yeah, no, that's the one thing that, uh, if, if, if theaters don't come back 
next year, that's the one thing that I definitely will miss is uh, is the theater going experience. It's, yeah, it's big. It's big on my repertoire. Like, um, I, I'm I'm sure I mentioned this before. I'm the type of person I'll go to the theaters at least like two to three times a month. Like, I I absolutely yep. love going. So, yep. <clears throat> Sometimes four, <laughs> depending was, on what's playing. Right. So, yep. Yeah. Uh, Totally, man. And going back to my I was my text to Steve the other day, I, mm-hmm. I said to him, uh, I totally I, I remember saying this back in 2019 and 2018, 2017, that whole theater experience level that we had reached with the friggin recliner seats yeah. where you ha- where you even in a crowded theater, you are com- in a completely horizontal like laying in a bed yeah. position yeah. with like three feet be- between you and the person next, the stranger next to you yeah. and a removable armrest between you and the person you came to the movie with. Mm-hmm. It's like, I, I kept thinking like, this is too decadent. This is too far. I, it's like some kind of it's too like good to be true. <laughs> some ancient Greek Roman, some like I, I said, I, no, no, I, I said to Steve, it was like, it reminded me of like, uh, Louis XIV's France, mm. uh, like, like just ready to fall. Just a society this decadent must fall, and I think that's what happened. Mm. I think, I mean, I don't think it's because of the decadence, though. I just think, well, maybe you could you could talk about no, no. It's it, it, it's it's the the new ability for viruses to spread around the globe in a flash because we are such global people now because there's so much travel. Yeah. Uh, but whatever, I think it's gone. I do. Uh, I think I think movie theaters like that are going to still exist, but I think they're going to be fewer and farther between, yeah. and and uh, never on the level that we just uh, experienced in our lifetime. And I think I think going forward, that's going to be a thing that we tell that we say to people. Yeah, I, I remember when you know, a mo- like movies were so such a big business that they would make a billion dollars. Mm-hmm. Um, well, hopefully. Uh... Hopefully, like I said, hopefully those days do return sooner. Than yes. Later. Yes. So I was, um, I was happy the, when, uh, when I got to go back to a theater, uh, I was hesitant too. at first, but I was happy. <laughs> well, yeah. Yeah, me too. I think I went twice, at least twice, maybe three times. Yeah, I went twice. Um, and yeah, even with a mask, it was still totally comfortable. Of course, mm-hmm. everybody takes off their masks when they're in their seats, but yeah. you know, uh, but the theaters, even in those super, um, cozy situations that I already explained. Now they're at half capacity on top of that. So yeah. you have like 12 feet between you and your neighbor, but, but you're looking around, and you're going, there's no way these people are making money on this. Yeah. They, there, there are not enough people here to be making any money yeah. to be paying the rent on this building even. So I don't know. I, I don't know how long it can survive yeah. Yeah. any of it, but Let's move on yes. to uh, you know what there is kind of there is new content coming our mm. way and uh, and there's comedies and thank God there's comedies. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so we're going to talk about two comedies that were just recently uh, released uh, for streaming. Oh, uh, before one you, uh, before you bring those yep. up, uh, sorry, what I miss? Weren't we going to talk a little bit about Leto? Oh, oh the, D, the oh yeah. So okay, fine. Uh, uh, I think that's getting back pretty to big. DC. So do I wanna, think we'll, do you want to set the set the mood for DC? Um, do you want to set the mood for DC? The only uh, mood uh, DC mood Superman have is this. <laughs> that's that 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 is that is the DC theme song to me. This is when I hear this theme song. Superman. 
I'm a 10-year-old boy with the towel tied around my neck, running around my house right now, jumping on my bed. Can I tell a quick story? And I'm singing this. Can I tell a quick story? Go ahead. Of course. When, uh, when I was a kid, um, my uh, parents made the mistake of giving me um, Superman pajamas. Underoos? No, they weren't underoos, but it was like, okay. um, you know, the shirt had the S on it, and it came with yep. red, like, PJ pants and a, yep. and a cape. So I used to run around my house. So five-year-old Kev, maybe even four, I can't remember, running around his house pretending he's flying. And um, I'm, I remember I came into the basement and this was um, our stairs were still like open before they like put like wood in or whatever. Mm-hmm. Right in carpet. So I remember I was hanging. I, I flipped myself upside down and I was hanging from <laughs> from the stairs. <laughs> right. Like so picture young Kev. I put yep. my knees like, you know, through. So I was hanging upside down and I was near the top and I slipped and I fell and I landed on my head. <laughs> Ouch. <laughs> I almost knocked myself. See, out. see now you just you just got the dad you got the dad in me upset right now, right? Like, I'm not, now I'm just like I can't yeah, that's a funny story. What's a cute but I can't even. I'm just like, oh my kid is gonna do that. Oh no. <laughs> Well, yeah, uh, I didn't die. Um, I may be uh, a little bit, uh, a little bit off, <laughs> um, but I'm good. <laughs> I'm good. Yeah, we've all taken a few blows to the head yeah. in our lifetime. I mean, who who hasn't taken yeah. a few? Yeah. yeah, most definitely. So, but yeah, that's my that's my Superman story. That's a good one. Yeah. That's a good one. <laughs> Uh, so anyway, the DC news, uh, it's Snyder, it's Zack Snyder, Snyder cut Snyder cut. in, in Zack Snyder's version of justice league, which he is now completing mm-hmm. to make into a four hour mini series, which will be released on HBO max sometime in 2021. We don't have a release date yet, mm-hmm. but basically it's going to be Zack Snyder's original vision for the justice league movie. Uh, the one that he started making, but then left because he had some personal tragedy. And then uh, Joss Whedon was hired to finish and then turned it into a much different movie than it was intended to be. Yeah. So Zack Snyder is now returning and finishing his original vision. Um, the original Justice League movie came in around two hours. Uh this is going to be four hours long, uh, chopped up into one hour episodes spread over four weeks. Um, I'm very excited about it. A lot of people are very excited about it. There was a huge fan movement to get this done. And a lot of people are crediting the fact that Warner brothers merged with AT and T, uh, for the fact that Warner brothers has suddenly become a fan friendly company. They're suddenly all about fan service. Mm -hmm. They used to, they they used to kind of say, you know what? Uh, if we listened to what the fans want all the time, we'd be bankrupt. That kind of Hollywood uh, elitist doublespeak. Mm-hmm. Um, well, I think it's doublespeak. But um, uh, no, suddenly they're doing what the fans are asking, and uh, I couldn't be more excited to see this. I know that I know that you weren't too hyped about it at first. I know that you had a feeling like it was just going to be the same thing we'd already seen. Yeah, and it's not. Much. It's not new. Yeah. Um, but I think that Zack Snyder has heard people like you, and Zack Snyder is giving us at least two two hours worth of brand new 
Like and it makes, it makes and, me wonder though because and now Jared Leto's Joker is going to be in it. It's confirmed, um, and that's brand new. Yeah, right? which which makes me wonder. Like, it's supposed to be his original vision, but if it was his original vision, why was oh, it? I can explain that. I can explain Jared Leto that. originally filmed to be in it. You know what I mean? Like, I can explain. Okay, go for it. He originally was going to make a sequel. Oh, I see what you're saying. And his 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 the story continue on. And spoiler alert: uh, this might be uh, this might be spoiling Snyder Cut. So this is a huge spoiler alert. Okay, but in the original script, Possible. pardon? Possible spoiler alert because you yes. don't, you'll know because you haven't seen the film. Yes, yes, but the original script for Zack Snyder's sequel to Justice League. Mm-hmm. Batman dies in a very similar sacrifice that Superman makes at the end of Batman versus Superman. Mm-hmm. Um, and it so it involves the Joker storyline. It involves the storyline that was set up in uh, Batman versus Superman, where you see the Robin costume and the you failed your family spray painted on it or whatever it was. Mm. Um, so, yes, Jared Leto's Joker was originally supposed to be in the sequel to Zack Snyder's Justice League. So people are saying now all this extra stuff that we're seeing him put into this is stuff that he eventually wanted to do in the sequel. And he's just trying to do like stick it in there just to get uh, the story beats in somehow. Mm. And there, it is heavily, heavily rumored that they are working on a plan. To, we're going to see how how the Snyder Cut goes first. How pe- how many people sign up for HBO Max to watch it? Right? Mm-hmm. If it make, if it makes its money back, if it's a success, if it's a success, the the heavily rumored next step is Ben Affleck returns full time to carry on his Batman storyline in an HBO Max TV series. Executive produced by Zack Snyder, right. written, written, directed by Ben Affleck, with the original storyline that Ben Affleck wanted to use for his Batman movie. Mm-hmm. So again, like anything the fans ever thought they were going to get and didn't get, is like being tossed up as an offering in the pipeline right now. Now we're talking about maybe we're going to get all of Ben Affleck's Batman stuff on HBO. Um. That would be huge, but that's not confirmed. What is confirmed is that Jared Leto's Joker is going to be in the Snyder Cut. And also this Deathstroke character, who we saw a cameo of at the very end of, I think it was Batman vs. Superman? Mm-hmm. Yeah, not just the, I can't remember now. Where Lex Luthor is sitting on his boat and Deathstroke mm. comes up and has a meeting with him. Yeah. Uh, so that Deathstroke character, that storyline is going to be included in this as well. And that's another Batman villain. So that's another way that I'm sorry, I think Ben Affleck's going to die in the Snyder Cut. And then his storyline will carry on either as a prequel storyline in his own TV series or somehow through the multiverse bringing him back to life via the Flashpoint movie, mm-hmm. which will... The Flashpoint movie will establish everything as canon. It will establish Michael Keaton's Batman as canon. It will establish uh, Ben Affleck's character as handing over the torch to Robert Pattinson's character. Somehow, Robert Pattinson's character will not be in it, but Ben Affleck will officially be retired from the from the film movie verse in the Snyder Cut. This is all rumors. 
the only thing confirmed is the Jared Leto thing. Mm-hmm. Everything else, everything else I'm saying is rumors, mm-hmm. but I'm mm-hmm. saying they're they're very likely to be true rumors. They're rumors that I've heard consistently for a long time now. All right. Well, time um, will tell, right? So anyway, yeah. so sorry. No, I said that? time will tell. Um, we time only tell, yes. Uh, was it the beginning of 2021? That was the original. I had no idea, dude. Like I, I, I don't, I don't think they've said. I don't think they've said. I feel like they said early 2021. So early, we'll, well, we'll early, early would mean March, probably. Yeah. It would mean yeah, which would be cool. Um, I can't wait for it. I can't wait for it. Honestly, man. Um, right. I, I, and I and I keep thinking, you know, there's nothing going on with MCU that I really feel like ta- like is there anything you like we should talk about with MCU at all? Um, other than like, this Flashpoint. Um, movie that's supposed to be happening. Um, Flashpoint. Are... That's DC. What do you mean? Hmm? Did you did you say Marvel else? or DC? I said MCU. Oh, MCU. Sorry, sorry. I thought, I thought, I thought my bad. I thought you were still talking about MC, uh, DC. No, I'm uh, just flipping MC... it. I'm just saying. I'm just saying. I'm really excited about uh, DC right now, but mm-hmm. I don't know anything that's going on in MCU that I'm excited about right now. Yeah. Um, yeah. I don't know. Everything's got pushed, so. Maybe they're just saving it. Maybe mm-hmm. they're saving it. Mm-hmm. Any, well, apparently anyway. uh, that um, WandaVision is supposed to come out in November. Well, that was the that was yeah. plan, right? So other than that, I don't know. Yeah, let's hope that's that's exciting. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know, man. I just feel like I've been. Uh, yeah. Okay. Boom. <laughs> yes. <laughs> All, All right. right. Let's talk. Uh, uh, let's talk about. Did we some covered movies. the DC news. I think we covered the DC news. Yes. Yeah. Okay. Um. Uh. So let's, you want to review Hubie's Halloween? Is that um, what you want to do? Yeah, we can do either Borat first or Hubie. Whichever let's do. One. Let's do Hubie first. Cause yeah, okay. <clears throat> let's save Borat for the for the strong finish. Yeah. Okay. Um. Hubie's not the, as strong a movie. I don't think. Anyway, I don't no. know if you feel the same. I, I, um, I, no, I did. I did feel the same way. Yeah, but I again, over the years, I, I, I tend to lower my expectations for Adam Sandler movies. Right. Okay. <laughs> so, so I, I made you watch this yesterday. So why don't you start? Why don't you tell me your reactions? Okay. To so overall, um, I thought the movie actually wasn't bad. Um, yeah. It's definitely not one of his worst. It's no. Um, what was that ridiculous six? Whatever. <laughs> Which I, never, I, I didn't even watch oh, that. Oh, dude, so bad, so bad. I've been, I've been skipping it for so long, honestly. <laughs> Do yourself a favor and watch it just so you can see how bad it is. Yeah. <laughs> so bad, so bad. But anyways, uh, it's not as bad as some like uh, The Ridiculous Six. Is it Ridiculous Six or Seven? I can't even remember. But The Ridiculous Movie that he made that went straight That's getting the wrong whatever. dude. <laughs> yeah. uh, I think it's Six. But anyways, <clears throat> um, not as bad. Uh, I thought it was a cute story. Um very, uh, I didn't think it was going to be rated R, which I was actually a little surprised because I kind of yeah. feel like his movies are kind of more like, yeah, I feel like he's trying to go for that family thing nowadays, whatever, right? But, um, yeah, this movie it, was, it, I feel it walks the line, yeah, it does, it, it, it definitely it, walks yeah. the line. Uh, there was uh, yeah. some swearing in it, nothing over the crazy, like raunchy or anything, but yeah, um, but yeah, no, it's uh, it definitely. Definitely walk the line of um, of, of of an R rating. Um, the characters were typical as usual. Um, his usual faces show up. Steve Buscemi, uh, what's his name? Roy Schneider, uh, not Roy Schneider. Um, uh, Roy Schneider is the guy from Jaws. Um, the you can Roy do Schneider's guy. in it. No, the you can do Rob, it. Guy. Rob Schneider. Rob, Rob Schneider. Schneider. Thank you. 
<laughs> I said Roy Snyder. Uh, yeah, Rob Snyder. Um, what's that? I, I said it too. You screwed me yeah, up. Yeah, yeah. Rob ahead. Snyder. Um, <laughs> he, he obviously shows his face in there. Um, the only ones I was actually surprised that his usual lackeys, uh, the guys like from Grandma Boy, whatever. Um, I'm surprised those three. I didn't catch them in it. Um, those I don't even know their yeah. names. But anyways, I was I was actually a little surprised they I didn't see them in it or I didn't notice them in it. They could have been in it. I just didn't notice them. Um, I was surprised to see um, uh, what's his name also in it. Um, uh, oh my god, why am I drawing a blank on his name? Uh, let me pull it up. Um, the dude from fucking Goodfellas. Uh, Ray Liotta. Ray Liotta. Thank you. <laughs> yeah, I was actually surprised to see him in it. <laughs> It know. has a great cast. Yeah. Not for nothing. Yeah, it, no, it, it has a great um, cast. Yeah, um, most definitely. Uh, but anyways, um, it, it all takes place in the town of Salem. And it's um, it's basically, uh, it starts off with a, a guy breaking out of jail. And we kind of we kind of assume that he's the one that's tormenting this town. Or they're all afraid that he's going to start killing and seeking revenge. But uh, the movie kind of <laughs> takes a turn, which uh, I don't know if we're going into spoiler um, yeah, spoil it. Fuck it. Well, I almost spoil it right now, but it was. Uh, it kind of takes a turn, and it just it, it it ends up being someone else who's like tormenting the town. But anyways, um, yeah, like I said, it was a cute film. Uh, I enjoyed the characters in it. Uh, my only complaint is um, is fucking Adam Sandler. He basically did the exact same character as he did in Waterboy, like. To me, he did the exact same it, voice as the Water Boy. Basically, it's a remake of the Water Boy. Yeah, I, this you know, is I mean, my, this is my this is my top line review. Yeah. But go ahead. Yeah. yeah, he basically his character um, is basically, and I don't know. I don't know if you felt like this. This is this is the one thing uh, I had a problem with his character in this movie because I felt like yes, I felt like he was say it yes portraying someone who was like mentally yes. handicapped. Yes, and. He yes. wasn't mentally handicapped. Thank you. But he was yes. portraying someone who was mentally handicapped and he ends up getting yes. like the girl in the end. And you're thinking, how can someone who's supposed to be mentally handicapped yes. and just like gorgeous girl and so, you yeah. know what I mean? <laughs> yes. But yeah. Thank so you. that Thank was like my, yes. my only real complaint with the movie. I, I, overall, yeah. I, I had a fun time watching this movie. Uh, I'm not going to say it's a great movie. It, it, it is not. It's your typical Adam Sandler fair. But um, I did have fun watching it. Whether or uh-huh. not I sit down and watch it again, um, it was it was easy to watch. Uh, I'll say that. It was a popcorn movie. It was easy to watch. There were some funny jokes in it. Uh, I thought Shaquille O'Neal in it was fucking great. Uh, that was the one part of the movie that I actually laughed out loud. <laughs> <laughs> um, him and his wife. Like, uh, I'll just leave it at that. Uh, like, I thought that was a great. It's uh, uh, amazing. I think part. it's the worst part of the movie. <laughs> oh, I laughed. I laughed uh, because they tease this character throughout the film, and then when you find out it's Shaquille O'Neal, you're like, what? <laughs> it's it's a big what the fuck moment. <laughs> It's funny when you like but it's see funny, him there, but, but it's it funny. goes on. Okay, yeah, and then the whole thing with him and his wife just took the icing yeah. on the cake. <laughs> You say so. I can't wait to hear your real voice. This is my real voice. <laughs> now you spoiled it. You said I, you did I though? I didn't say who said that. I don't know. But anyway, so anyways, um, I'll, I'll let you talk about it. I think uh, I <laughs> I said quite a, a mouthful. So 
You go ahead. All right. Uh, and then we'll do you give wanna, our, do you want, do you want we'll, to give it a okay, we'll wait. We'll, we'll do, save we'll you we'll rating. Do a numeric save set you. at the end, yeah. All right. So <laughs> Ubi's <laughs> Halloween. Yeah. When I first sat down and started watching this, I thought, what's Adam Sandler doing here? Yeah, he's 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 made a remake of the water boy but he's turned it into a halloween movie yeah and i thought to myself well maybe he's doing the tom hanks move or a few years back tom hanks made that halloween movie david s pumpkins oh that which is like no yeah it was based on his saturday Night live character which was fucking brilliant (laughs) but he but he kind of made like a Halloween kind of classic uh, mm-hmm. out of it, right? And and these holiday movies are guaranteed income, right? Like, if you make a Christmas movie that, that does well, you're guaranteed to make money from that movie every year, right? Same, same thing with a good Halloween movie. So I'm thinking, maybe Adam Sandler's doing that career move where he's trying to make this Halloween classic. Mm-hmm. But you said it right off the top. Like, David S. Pumpkins is a children's movie, and so I'm expecting this to be a children's movie. Yeah. And all I can think is, okay, when are they going to explain why he's mentally handicapped? Yeah. Like, like because maybe the world was a little too realistic, and you like, like what is the character supposed to be? Is he supposed to be some fantastical Halloweeny? creature like are we watching elf here right you know what i'm saying like like will ferrell's character from elf right Mm -hmm. is like if you if you thought he was just a normal guy you'd go oh he's mentally handicapped but that's kind of the joke of the movie right people keep mistaking him for that yeah with him because the fish out of water right right? so is that what adam sandler's like i I'm, I'm, i'm asking myself what was the target Mm-hmm. That he was aiming for here, because whatever the fucking target was, he didn't hit it. No, and and you spend this whole movie just asking yourself, what am I like? What is he doing? Like, why is this character mentally? And I thought in the beginning, I thought, oh, I said this to Melinda. I said, oh, I hope what's happening is his mother is going to turn out to be a witch who cast a spell on him when he was a kid that would keep him a child forever. Mm-hmm. And that he was going to be set free from it by this girl that he went to school with who always, like, kind of had a soft spot for him, right? And I thought, I said to Melinda, I said, please let there be something in the script that explains what I'm watching yeah. like that. But there's probably going to be nothing. And there was nothing, Kev. There was, yeah. he, he's just. Simple. He, he's just a character. <laughs> yeah. He's a simple guy. Yeah. And. This beautiful woman who's known him his entire life has been in love with him for the first grade and gets, like, sexually excited when she talks to him. Like, visibly starts to, like, get hot for him. (laughs) And now you're watching this movie and you're saying, why are you so turned on by this obviously mentally ill guy? Like, what is... And and then you're asking, look, why is everybody so mean to him? Like, I understand we're doing like humor here, where everybody everybody picks on the guy, and he's the guy everybody picks on, and and everybody everybody's playing these mean, funny characters as best they can, or everybody's playing these mean characters to be funny as best they can. Sorry, yeah. um, and not for nothing, I love the cast. Like, I love Ray Liotta, mm-hmm. um, and I I'm 
I kind of thought he was kind of funny. Even, he had his you know, yeah, what, when, it, when he throws Hubie on the coffin, yeah, I laughed. Yeah, you know, sure. and it was like, I, honestly, I want to give props to the, the director a little bit, Stephen Brill. And this guy hasn't directed much. Hmm. He doesn't have a great um, resume as a director. Um, but uh, I felt like this movie was well directed. I felt like every actor who who you love, who's a familiar face, was kind of shot in a way that was like just kind of awesome like i don't know why but um and 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 his titling style where the titles came up on the screen and and his editing style the way a joke would be spoken off screen and kind of just like thrown in there but mm-hmm. like with perfect comedic timing like like this movie there's one joke in here i'm gonna say it kev go for it there's one joke in here that i could not stop laughing at i was laughing un controllably kevin and the line was <laughs> your mama stuck up the bathroom so bad we had to get rid of the shower curtain <laughs> <laughs> all the two uh the two that were arguing back and forth yeah they were funny we had to get rid of the shower curtain No, there were some funny jokes in the film. I, um, okay, it was like, even okay, the whole, it's, it's a funny movie. Even the I, whole Frankenstein laugh, yeah. thing, I thought was really funny. Frankenstein, where? Yeah, that <laughs> and was then, funny. That was funny. Oh man, did we just was, fall for the was. oldest trick in the book? <laughs> yeah. Okay. Okay. Yes, there yeah. were great, funny, with like perfect comedic timing in yeah. the in the direction in the in the editing of this film. Yeah. Like, I definitely props to the director for that and and for whoever wrote it. Um, Probably but Adam yeah, Sandler. if you're if you're following the story, if you're paying yeah, attention Adam to Sandler closely, was it, on it. it's like it's hard to like I don't know. Anyway, mm-hmm. <laughs> so um, it's ridiculous. I guess you're just supposed to go. It's a ridiculous, funny movie. You're not supposed to think about it too hard. But mm-hmm. um, I love the kid yeah. who played uh, who was who was um, the, um, the kid from Stranger Things. Was he? No, I don't think he's from Stranger Things. Um, the, yeah, the kid, the kid, he was the main star from Stranger Things. Was the main boy in this? Was he? The, the kid who was possessed, the kid who was was trapped in the Upside Down. He's like grown up now. He looks oh, yeah? way old. Oh, I didn't even recognize him. No, I was gonna say the kid who dressed like uh, Freddie Mercury. I thought he was really funny too. Remember the kid? Right. Um, uh, his his coworker from the grocery yeah, store. Yeah, like, yeah. Like um, he was whole, hilarious. Yeah, yeah. No, his his little parts in the movie was really funny. Yeah, I'll just have the um, I'll just have the sheep's head then. We don't have sheep's head. <laughs> I, I thought that was fucking funny too. Yeah, yeah but anyways, <laughs> but I but at the same time I'm thinking, like nobody would be mean to that guy at work. Like yeah. like nobody would just be openly mean to this guy well, the way everybody was openly mean to this guy. He's Adam Sandler, you gotta be mean to him. That's that's this his whole character stick, right? Yeah. <laughs> anyway, yeah. um. So, you know what? I don't know. I say F it. Like, don't. It's not a children's movie. Um, It's like, it's got it's, a lot it's of a young borderline. people. It's borderline. It's got a lot of young people in it, though. I mm-hmm. feel like it's a young, like, it's a, it's rated PG-13. I feel like it's aimed at 12-year-olds. Yeah. I, it's like, it's it's got big laughs, and you shouldn't think about it too hard, and it's got a lot of young people in it. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's got a, a big young cast, yeah. as, well as, a, as well as a big older cast. Um, and there's a lot of jokes about, uh, Harley Quinn, 
Um, yes, that, that was that was funny too because it's so true, right? Um, yeah, women take this, women this was made like in slut, the middle like, of that at too. least once a year, right? And that's the that's the excuse they use, right? <laughs> but Halloween. I remember ha- Halloween last year and the year before. It was, it was like Harley Quinns, yeah, Harley Quinn everywhere, and yes. Yes, that was that was that was uh, an accurate joke. Mm-hmm. Um, but okay, I you know what I recommend this movie. I do, but I don't give it my highest recommendation either. Mm-hmm. Like it's it's not as good as Waterboy. Um, or like I, I feel like, Gilmore, like I feel that. like it's. I feel like it's Waterboy for a younger generation, like mm-hmm. for for pe- people who are too young to have seen Waterboy, to have known Waterboy. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's a fresh new thing for you, and. Um, it might make you laugh hard enough that you won't think about it and, um, you'll like it. Um, so, uh, I recommend it because people need to laugh right now. I needed to laugh right now. Yeah. And, um, not my highest though. So what am I going to rate it? I'll rate it first. Mm -hmm. Uh, I'm going to give it, Ooh, Ooh, I don't want to be over generous here. Okay. (laughs) Six, 6.75. Okay. So, it's on net. It's on Netflix, so you probably already got it. You probably can watch it for free. Yeah, check it out. Yeah. So, um, yeah, no, I, I, I did find this movie fun. Like I said, it was a fun movie. Um, I, it was an easy movie to watch because something was always happening. Like one situation yeah. to the next situation, to the next situation. Yep. You know what I mean? And there was constant jokes. So it was, it is a funny movie. I, uh, I, I would definitely say it's one of Adam Sandler's better films over the last 10 years <laughs> like it's definitely not up there for me with as like happy gilmore um billy madison like to me those were like the creme de la creme of adam sandler films like uh happy gilmore Great. happy gilmore all day i can rewatch that film so many times and there was an l- amazing cameo by ben stiller where he brought back the same character which i yes, thought was awesome true. too that's true uh, that's at true. the beginning we but, didn't uh, even mention Ben Stiller. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. Uh, because it was such a quick cameo and it was at the beginning of the film that yep. it kinda kinda forgot, but it just it just reminded me when I brought up Happy Gilmore. But anyways, um it's a shame the grandmother died because I'm sure she would have um made an appearance in this film too. Yeah. So but um yeah, no, there was like all these faces from from Adam Sandler's career that were all over this film. Um even Shaquille Neal was in Grown Ups if I remember correctly, right? <laughs> Pretty sure it was Grown Ups One. He was in. He was playing like a yes, a, a yes. security co- a security guard or something. If I remember correctly. But anyways, yeah, all these guys they just they're all over Adam Sandler's fucking stank. It's his friend. <laughs> right? so, it's his yeah, friend. They're all friends, right? Yeah. So, but anyways, um, like I said, it's a fun movie. I would definitely recommend it um, to watch it around Halloween. Um, it's the perfect. It's, yeah. it's it, it fits the season perfectly. Um, it's. I wouldn't. I wouldn't say. Uh, I would lower your expectations. <laughs> you will have a laugh, but don't expect um, Academy Award winning writing here. Means <laughs> this film is not getting nominated. Uh, it might get nominated for a Razzie, but that's about it. <laughs> but uh, yeah, I was thinking somewhere between a five point five and and six. Um, it's just like I said. It's 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 a funny film, but it's not a great film. So. It's it, it might be a, a guilty pleasure down the road. So, but yeah, uh, I'm gonna I'll say I'll say six. I'll, I'll give it a six. Your mama stuck up the bathroom so bad we had to get rid of the shower curtain. <laughs> there was some funny parts, uh, most definitely. Like I, I chuckled throughout the <laughs> entire thing. So, yeah, yeah, those, that couple were were, were great. Um, I don't even know who played them, but yeah, they were they were great. 
Um, would I just had this thought? Would you say these movies are the modern equivalent of the Three Stooges movies? Uh, no. I feel like the Three Stooges movies were a little smarter than Adam Sandler films. Yeah, but what ex- what explained why they seem to be mentally ill? You know, like but they were, were just they mentally ill, or or they were just. I don't know. I never looked at them as as being mentally ill, though. That's right. Like just the same way you're not supposed to look at Adam Sandler in this movie as being mentally but ill. He clearly was playing someone. Yeah, I know. I'm just trying. I don't know what I'm trying and, to do. And anyway, I'm, I remember thinking it like while I was watching on. it. I'm like, why is he coming across like he's mentally challenged? <laughs> right. But anyways, yeah. Um, there were some really funny moments in this film, though. So, but yeah. Yeah. And right. Kevin James has his big beard in it. So. Yeah, I know that was really funny. Uh, they kept referring go. to him as a as a Muppet character, <laughs> yeah. which I thought was funny because I'm like thinking about. It, I'm like, he does look like a fucking character. Um, All right, but yeah, are we boom let's done? Get, yeah, let's let's boom done on Hubie's Halloween. Boom done. Look forward to Hubie's Halloween two next year, hopefully in 3D. Hubie <laughs> <laughs> <be> harder. <laughs> <laughs> Something like that. Uh, I'm sure. I'm. I'm sure we're going to see many more Hubie films. I think this actually, is just the beginning. I don't know. Do we? The only movies that he's ever sequeled were the grown-up films. I don't think he's ever yeah, sequeled anything else. Yeah, but, he, but he's getting tired now. Come on, he's got to. I don't know, man. I don't, I don't know if we'll see a, a sequel Hubie's Christmas. Yeah, no, that, Hubie that, loves that, Halloween. That, that, that could be possible. You're. You're right. <laughs> I don't know. But he what did love know? Halloween. That was the whole thing about it, right? Yeah. So Yeah. I don't know. Maybe he loves Christmas just as much but as he loves maybe Halloween. his maybe oh maybe his wife, his new wife uh, I just spoiled it again. Uh maybe <laughs> Ms. 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 Valentine loves Christmas, yeah. right? Yeah. Yeah, that's true. So yeah, they maybe could go we that flip route. it, right? We flip it, right? Mm-hmm. I don't know. All right. What am I saying? Anyway. All right. On to the next uh review. Yagsamas. Um, uh, I don't think I don't think people are going to start doing the impression this time. Uh, do you? <laughs> no. um, I, I think happen. I think uh, Borat had his time. I, I this was a, a very pleasant surprise. Um, yeah, I love the fact that uh, that this film got made um, during the pandemic, no less. Like he totally took advantage of that, and I think that was amazing. Um, yeah, I remember seeing in the summer he they were like there was like footage of him crashing that. Um, that um that rally singing a song yeah. and i'm like yeah i'm like oh my god like is he actually is he actually putting out another film all right yeah. like is, is this him like doing another film and i was just like yeah i didn't get my hopes up but sure enough it was and it was a borat film and i think that's amazing yeah so but anyways uh hit hit, hit off oh uh, well uh uh this movie is is funny mm-hmm. um it's um but it's also kind of pulls at your heartstrings. Yep. It's extremely political. The topic of it is is today's politics. Yep. So um your opinion of it is going to depend, uh, unfortunately, um, like everything else today, um, on which side of today's politics you land on. Yep. Um is it as funny as the first Borat? I'm not sure. To be honest, I wasn't a huge fan of the first Borat. Oh, no? I've okay. always I've always thought Sasha Baron Cohen was funny. Mm-hmm. Um, I've always thought Borat was was a funny character. Yeah. Um, I didn't dislike the first movie, but 
I don't know. Maybe it was a little too much Borat for me um, in one sitting. I don't know what it was about it. I never, I never just felt the craze. It didn't sweep me away. Okay. Um, but I'm not against it either. But um, um, I was impressed at this movie, and I don't know. I'm not going to give it a, a straight up review. I don't think because I, I, I looked at this through such a political lens, and okay. I, I feel like this movie was a propaganda film and i and i hate i hesitate to say that because i'm on his side it's propaganda from for the side that i'm on and i and i shouldn't say that mm. um i'm sure our, our 10 listeners are, are know that about me already and don't and aren't going to be shocked and stop listening but um great um, it's nine thanks yeah um <laughs> uh it's like to me i was just uh, I already knew about the final scene, right? I already knew about the big Rudy Giuliani embarrassing himself with the I girl, with not. the girl who yeah. I had seen. I had seen it on the news because I oh, watched yeah. like I watched like MSNBC and CNN like all the time, yeah, uh, and and they they had been talking about it for a couple of days already because uh, they had uh, they had released the scene a little bit to uh, some media mm. uh, before it came out. Um, so I was aware of what was coming at the end and I just spent the whole movie like watching how this whole movie was preparing you for that ending. It was, mm-hmm. it was, it was warming the audience up. It was conditioning the audience to view the Rudy Giuliani scene in a particular way. And I, I just, I was conscious of it from the very beginning, the way he treated his daughter, mm-hmm. right? Like first, first he establishes that, um, his values, his Kazakhstan values are the same as Trump's values. Right. Mm-hmm. So that's, that's why they like him. That's why they're going to give him a gift. Right. Yeah. And then, and then they show you how terribly he treats his daughter <laughs> yeah. and you immediately feel like there's a disconnect mentally there because we've already established that we like this person, this Borat character, right? We've already established that, He's kind of a, a sweet heart, even though he's got terrible evil views, like he's anti-Semitic and all of that. Mm-hmm. Um, we kind of feel his pure, his like purity of heart, right? Like he's just dumb and he has terrible views because he's grown up in this terrible place. It's also, basically. I guess, a little bit brainwashed too, right? Brainwashed by yes. his, by his society and, and yes. all that stuff, right? So yes, <clears throat> so so it it makes this first chess move. It identifies. Trump with Kazakhstan mm-hmm. and it identifies Kazakhstan with all of Borat's evil behaviors and views, right? Yeah. And then it shows us, and then it shows how Kazakhstan was treating his daughter, but when he didn't even know he had a daughter in the first place, yeah. right? And then we feel like, oh, maybe he's going to rescue her from these terrible circumstances. And then he immediately starts treating her the exact same way. Like, this is just the way, this is just the way women are treated. In our, and you see many examples of other women being treated in the similar terrible ways in Kazakhstan <laughs> to sh- like reinforce this, right? Yeah. So, but we, but we still, we're like, ah, it's like a weird kind of, um, juxtaposition internally, right? Because the character of Borat is a good person. We believe that. And then he's doing these evil things and we know that he's going to learn a lesson somehow here, right? Um, but so now every time we see him mistreating this his daughter, 
That's Trump mistreating his daughter. Mm-hmm. That's cons- that's Republicans mistreating his daughter. That's conservatives mistreating his daughter because we've, we've identified that their values are the same, right? Yeah. And then we, then he takes her to America and then he starts taking her around to conservatives and setting up situations like the fantastic uh, pregnancy situation, right? right. Where, where – She's not pregnant. She, you know, they, they set the, I don't, I I don't want to spoil it because it's such a clever setup. It is like such a meticulous, such a meticulous, clever setup to this joke, right? Where they basically go to a Christian women's health, uh, clinic in the South somewhere. Uh, and they, and they present themselves to the doctor. I don't know if it was a doctor or what, but, um, they present themselves to the, to the women's health clinic and they say she wants the baby out. Um, and they make her believe that, that she's pregnant from her father, from Borat. Mm -hmm. And they tell her, no, you can't have an abortion. It was a guy. Right. It was a guy that was the doctor. Yeah. The doctor was the guy. They, but they tell but the doctor tells Borat's daughter that she can't have an abortion, even though she's been impregnated by her father. Yeah. Uh, and, and, and we feel, we feel like these people are, are horrible. Like, and like, like, like if she, if this was a real situation, if it wasn't a joke setup, if she was a real person who walked in there, who had been raped by her father and wanted a, an abortion, mm-hmm. They would tell her no. They would tell her you have to have the baby. And that that's the premise of these all these like this multiple scene after scene after scene where they go to real conservative uh Republican mm-hmm. uh kind of cultural uh like uh hot spots, like touch like touch spots, like de- like heavily debated political s- topics. Mm-hmm. And they put the girl in harm's way over and over and over again throughout mm-hmm. this movie. Yeah. Before and 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 then I just I want to I want to mention the masturbation scene, right? Okay. There's 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 a whole setup to the girl um, masturbating for the first time. You forgot to mention and, the book. The book that. Um, yep. I know. Yeah. Like, that's part part of the setup. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. There's a book that she has, which is a manual from Kazakhstan yeah. on how on how daughters are to be treated and yeah. raised. Yeah. Um, and <laughs> it's it's got this story about how if you ma- if a woman masturbates, she her vagina her has vagina teeth, teeth. And, and eats her alive. Yeah. Um, and she believes it, and she's terrified of it. Yeah. And then American women tell her that's not a true story. And then then there's a scene where the daughter plays out masturbating for the first time and yeah. discovering that she can do it and finding her power that way. Yeah. And they, the, the scene is shot in such a specific way where she takes her arm and she raises it up with her hand straight down and flat in front of her. And then she moves it, slides it down towards her crotch mm-hmm. in, in the exact same way that Rudy Giuliani does to adjust his shirt in the scene in the end of the movie. I didn't because, catch that because they I, because you didn't know about the scene and I did. No, but I watched it twice and I didn't right. catch it the second time. Right. Okay. When when she goes to masturbate, she she moves her arm exactly the same way Giuliani does, and they frame her exactly the same way Giuliani's framed, mm. and they are manipulating the audience. I'm sorry, like I'm behind you guys on this message. Giuliani is the fucking devil, mm. but 
they like it is such a manipulation of the audience. They show you her doing this movement, and they and they specifically show you this is a sexual movement that she's doing, mm. and then they show you Giuliani doing the same movement because it's debatable whether he's just tucking in his shirt or whether he's grabbing himself for a second yeah. and enjoying it. It's debatable. Like I'm not sure watching it, but if they hadn't put that thought in my mind before that mm -hmm. with this scene, would I have, I, I don't know. Was I manipulated? I don't know. I already saw it on the news and I, I, I already saw there was a debate about whether he was touching himself or not. Yeah. So it was, it was already in my mind. So I don't know if the power of suggestion would have worked on me, but that scene was obviously shot to me with the power of suggestion, with a manipulation in mind. And I, it's weird. It's weird that I'm calling this out because I support it. Like I'm like, yeah, like do whatever you can do mm -hmm. to fucking stop Trump. Do whatever you can do, yeah. you know, and, and, and to, to take down Giuliani, like, yes, do whatever you can do. Sasha Baron Cohen yeah. to take down Giuliani. Um, yeah, no, I, I don't, didn't, I did not, catch but, that um, anyway, anyway, uh, it, it was still a funny movie. It yeah. was still a fun movie. It was still a surprising movie. Mm -hmm. um, it felt nostalgic, like you returning to Borat and yeah. this character. And yeah. and it's really fun for that reason. And then you see like the real struggle he has because everybody knows him now. Yeah. So he can't he can't just walk around as Borat in the street anymore yeah. without getting asked for autographs. Yeah. So um, like it's cool and interesting in all kinds of ways. Like mm -hmm. I highly recommend this movie right now. Yeah. Um, and and. Uh, you, you might be offended politically at the at the political manipulations, um, but you, I, I wish your mind would be changed instead of you being offended. I wish, I wish you would see that he's right, and you know he's actually, you know, it is a manipulation, but it's 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 for the the best possible cause mm -hmm. in history, in my opinion, um, and I, I, that's the most political I'm ever going to be ever. I'm never. Um. Anyway. Um, yeah. I uh, I enjoyed it. Um, I think it's cool, fascinating, interesting, especially because of the time we're living in right now. Yeah. There's a lot of stuff in here about COVID too. We didn't even talk about that. Yeah, yeah. They sh they show Mike Pence talking about how COVID is not going to be a problem back in the beginning yeah. of it. Yeah. Um, and and then they show people like living with it in the states and mm -hmm. um and and Borat is right in the middle of all of that and um it's fascinating stuff. Yeah, it really yeah. is. <clears throat> I, I think everybody should see it it's, I'm, I'm not Especially saying it's the best movie fan, ever if you're a fan of the first one I highly oh, highly recommend oh, watching sure. this one Absolutely. Yeah, for sure Absolutely. So, um, uh, and his daughter his daughter is, uh, is an it's an interesting thing right because he's basically got a second character that he plays off of through the whole thing well, he, has is, a, he, he had that in the first was, one too right but she's basically the same character as him I feel yes. like I feel like this is a step up yes, I feel sure. like I, this, is a, this is a total this is like Borat and female Borat yeah. Uh, and yeah. and she and she's really great at it. She's it's like it's so like good. fresh from her. It's all it's yeah. all new from her. I feel like anyway. Um, I highly recommend it. Anyway, yeah. go ahead. We'll give our numbers after you. Yeah. Talk. Okay. So right from the get go of this film, um, so when it starts, and then you uh, when you, when we establish that Borat like he went to jail for like what he did in the past right. and shamed like Kavistan and all this stuff. Which Kazakhstan was, was really mad about the first yeah, they were movie. Bad. Like, that, they were that, mad. That was, that was true. That, that, was that true. that's that's a that's a huge um, uh, driving point for this film is that uh, yeah. they were pissed off. So this is why they send them on on the second mission to basically um, correct what he did uh, in the events of the first film, essentially. 
So, um, and then the, uh, the daughter gets thrown into the mix and it's not even, she, she kind of hijacks herself into the mix, which is kind of funny too. But I love how like at the beginning, uh, they do, they kind of set up the same way. Like, uh, he's leaving Kavistan and, and instead of people cheering him, they're like, fuck you. <laughs> like yeah. leave, get out of here. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh, I thought that was great. Um, yeah. and then of course, when he comes to, when he finally gets to America, um, he, he, he establishes that too many people know him now. They show him being chased down in the streets, like people trying to get autographs, like you said, uh, and pictures and whatnot. And so he decides he has to go undercover, even more undercover, and 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 disguise himself in different costumes, which I thought was great too. Um, another thing I really loved about this film too is I don't know if you really realize, but there was like five title <laughs> title cards for this film. <laughs> So yes. like every time like he they came up with an idea um and a different idea came up there was a different title card and different name yeah. for the movie which I thought was great. Yeah. Uh and it just kept on appearing throughout the entire film. Um you already brought up the um 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 the situation like with the daughter and stuff like that which I thought was good. We didn't talk about the uh another driving force of this film was um at one point he wanted to give himself or give the daughter to Trump and whether Trump like, he likes big, big boobs. <laughs> so, right. uh, so, um, another, another little subplot is, um, uh, the daughter is going to get implants. So, um, uh, of course she encounters all these different characters or not characters. Well, I guess they were real people, but we'll call them characters. And, um, one in particular, her, her masturbation awakening yeah, uh, is what leads her to change her mind about getting implants. Uh, no, it wasn't even just that. It was the, the babysitter. Uh, remember she, uh, Bora asked this woman to babysit him, babysitter right, while he went she, and yeah. raised, raised the extra $72 for this operation, whatever it was. And she, yeah talked her out of the the boob job as well and then yeah. of course she went to that meeting and that was another eye opener for the daughter yeah which i thought was great too um but she was a she was a i guess she was kind of like the replacement lanel uh wasn't lanel from the first one remember yeah. he uh she was like the um the black prostitute whatever from the first one who i was surprised yeah. not to see in this one so i guess yeah. she was kind of like the new Linnell, in a way, <laughs> I guess he wanted another like black woman in this film. I guess like whatever I, I'm, I'm assuming. So that's why um, they got her to be in this film, which I thought was uh, pretty good too. But anyways, um, and the big reveal at the end, which I won't spoil, uh, I thought was brilliant. Um, <laughs> I, I love the setup. It. <laughs> no, you didn't. You didn't. The big reveal of okay. uh, of him going, the reason why Kavistan sent him to the U.S. Oh, you didn't. Oh, you didn't, oh, you didn't oh, spoil right, that. Right. The punchline. The punchline. Yeah. So yes. essentially, they do uh, a usual suspects thing where he drops like the glass and all that stuff, which I thought was great. But yeah, all the pieces come together on why Kavistan. Uh, shipped Borat specifically, <laughs> like his complete setup um, to the U.S. Uh, during this uh, during this pandemic, essentially. So um, yeah, no, I thought the movie was fun. Um, I I I laughed. There was one part in particular that I laughed really out loud, which we didn't talk about. Um, that was when um, I won't spoil what happens, but when he goes to that that um i don't even i don't even know what to call it it was like a group of like 
prestigious, like wealthy people. And he the was debutante ball. Yeah. And he was like to give, I guess, basically find his daughter a, yeah. a suitable match. That was a very funny scene. And I, I felt, I felt like, I felt like those people were, were giving their real reactions. Yes, to that scene. Yes. Most definitely. And, um, obviously there's a clear setup while they're there, but the payoff, I was fucking howling. <laughs> Okay. There was. I, was I won't. I won't uh, spoil. We, let's I won't definitely spoil, not big, spoil that. It's too. But good there was to one. Spoil. There was one. There was one joke in there leading up to it that yeah. just busted me up. Right. Where uh, <laughs> Borat pulls one of the rich white dudes aside and oh, says, the, the, "My my daughter, how much do you think she's worth?" And he fucking says, "I think about five hundred Yeah. <laughs> and his, his daughter overhears him. It goes, "Dad, that's." fucking gross yeah. <laughs> like it was so real it that was, was so real good. yeah it was, was good. good it was good. and the father was like kind of you could tell he was kind of embarrassed because his daughter heard whatever but yeah yeah uh yeah um, it was really funny but again again like that was part of the long string of borat putting his daughter in any situations in yeah american conservative situations yeah. and seeing and seeing how like young women are treated right yeah. Um, yeah, I, here's I, a, here's an old white man saying he would pay $500 to fuck his daughter. Yeah. 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 Even that part when, um, when, uh, they were, they were talking to the, um, uh, the plastic surgeon and he's like, would you make, would you make yes. sexy time on top of her? Well, if your, dad if your wasn't father here, wasn't here. Yeah. Uh, then they like high five oh. each other. Like, hey, high five. She said, <laughs> she said, would you make a sex attack on me? Oh, they said sexy time. No, a sex attack. I was watching it with with uh, oh, caption, yeah. captions on. Oh, okay. Yeah, I thought he said uh, sexy and, time. And he says maybe if your father. He says not maybe. He says if your father wasn't yeah. here. Yeah. <laughs> anyway. So, but yeah, no, um, uh, yeah, like I said, I I, I enjoyed this film. Um, I watched it twice. I felt like I I needed to watch it again just for this review. And um, yeah, no, it's 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 a fun time, and highly recommend it if you're a fan of Sasha Baron Cohen, who I am a huge fan of. Um, yeah. Ever since the Ali G show, my friend introduced I me. I want another. I want an Ali G movie, brother. I there want is an one. Ali G. There is one. I want. I want a new. It's, one. it's scripted, obviously, right? Yeah. Yeah, they I should they should re re bring it out that character. I love that character. But yeah, my friend introduced me to Ali G. He was living in England back. Um, this was like I guess twenty years. 20 plus years ago and uh he introduced me to uh to ali g and i fell in love with that character right away so when i got back to canada i i tried to find as much as i could about this ali g guy and i was i bought his like i bought like a bootleg of his of his show on 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 a vhs i found that like suspect video or something like that you know what i mean like back in the day i don't remember and, who turned me on to it first it might have been mm-hmm. you possibly it might have been greg it might have been greg anyway who yeah. Through you, it's possibly, possibly. <laughs> yeah. So yeah, no, I absolutely, I absolutely fell in love with uh, with that whole character and just Sasha Baron Cohen in general. I just, I think he's brilliant. I think he's great in everything he does. I agree. Well, not everything. Um, he was in that fucking um, Les Mis movie, and also uh, <laughs> <laughs> that's right. Uh, the, but what was that Barber movie with um, uh, Johnny Depp? Whatever it was called, he was the uh, best part in it, anyways. Uh, but uh, it was still a bad movie. Um, the one where it was like a musical. Um, I know it. I'm just I'm blanking. I yeah, I can't. Remember. Demon Barber. Something like that. The Demon Barber of Seville. Something. 
I don't know. I can't remember. Uh, but anyway, it's not important. Alexander uh, Hamilton did a par- parody of it. The, the cast of Hamilton did a parody oh, of it. Really? And I'm trying to I'm trying to remember how the song went, so I remember the name. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> I don't remember. But anyways, um, uh, in in his own stuff, I, I absolutely love him. So I think yeah. he's great. He was Me even too. good in Talladega Nights too. I forgot about that. Talladega <laughs> Nights was hilarious. Yeah, I know he was great in that film too. But anyways, um, are we going to give uh, numeric scores then? Sure, go ahead. Go ahead. Uh, I'm sitting at a, like a 7.58 for yep. this one. Um, yep. I, I really enjoyed it. Um, I, I absolutely love the original film. I'm surprised you didn't get into it. Um, to this day, I, I, I still think the funniest one he did was... Um, Maybe too many dicks for me. I don't know. Dicks turn me off. I know okay. that's... A, there was that's immature. There was one dick in this film, but we won't. Spoil yeah, that. yeah, it bugged me too. <laughs> yeah. Um, <laughs> then I guess you really hated his other movie where uh, he played the gay reporter. Um, yeah. Oh, dude! I but when I saw that film, I still saw that. funny, still funny, still funny. Yeah. Like I was crying but, when I saw that film. I saw yeah. it in the drive-in back when it came out, and yeah. I remember as the movie progressed, the cars just slowly started leaving. <laughs> and I remember I I was like one of like maybe ten cars left in the in that drive-in by the end of it. But I was laughing throughout the entire fucking film. I thought it was hilarious. Um, and uh, for life, me, I can't remember the name of it right now. But anyways, so yeah, seven point five uh, to an eight. Um, yeah, uh, I I'm right I'm right there with you. Uh, I you know I'll say it again. I. Highly recommend this to anybody who's Bruno. a Bora fan. Definitely Bruno, a Bora fan. But, you know, if you're interested in today's politics, you're going to be interested in what's going on here for yeah, sure. Yeah, like, I'm not really even big into politics, but, um, and I, I, I still enjoy the film. Actually, the, yeah. the whole uh, Giuliani scene at the end, uh, I'm, again, a lot of people obviously know what happens, but I didn't know going into the film um, what he was going to do. And I was actually surprised i was shook i was actually surprised that this made it into the final film did you so, think he was adjusting his shirt definitely or, not he is, was definitely whipping nope. out his dick <laughs> yeah yeah 100 he was whipping out his dick. yeah he even released a statement saying that he was adjusting his pants like a couple days ago or whatever and i'm like nah fuck you you're whipping out your dick buddy i thought he was <laughs> making it look like he was tucking his shirt in i thought he had to tuck his shirt in but then i thought he was taking way too long to tuck mm-hmm. his shirt in like he was just using it as a cover to like touch himself, but yeah, he was. I don't know. He was what definitely do I know? gonna whip some dick out. So okay, okay. Well, <laughs> that's I, that's I, what I think. So I guess that's where we are on that then. <laughs> um, but uh, but I my, I give it an eight out of ten. I, I see it's a it's a seven point one right now on ID IMDb. Mm. Um, but um, I I, I read it a little higher than that. I think yeah. it's uh, I, I think it's something that most people should probably watch right now, yeah. and you probably enjoy. Yeah. No, I agree. Uh, Bruno was the film that uh, that where he played the gay reporter. Right, right, yeah. Like that's that, funny. that scene, funny the whole Gaby thing. Well, I was dying. <laughs> OJ, I gave him a yeah. typical American name, OJ. <laughs> like, come on. <laughs> Only Sasha Baron Cohen could pull that shit off. And the whole stunt at the end was straight. What was it, straight Dave? <laughs> like, come on, that was fucking brilliant. <laughs> Oh, man. I gotta sit down and watch that movie again. It's been too long. Yeah. I want to watch some old Ellie G now. <laughs> oh man, good times. 
right. anyway, yeah. brother, yeah. Uh, I think we we have talked about everything that we had on our agenda for tonight. Boom anything you want, yeah. anything you on, want uh, to bring uh, up, uh, um, strapulate yeah, no. on, wrap up, uh, so to speak. Nothing off the top of the head. Uh, I've been binge watching uh, Shit's Creek, which is mm-hmm. fucking really fucking funny. A fantastic. Yeah, it's Canadian, really funny. Canadian um, comedy. Mm-hmm. Um, his son makes that show. He is so good. Yep. He yep. is so good. Uh, he's head writer. Dan. No, he's the head creator. He's not even a writer Levy. on the show. Uh, oh, yeah, Dan Levy. Levy. Yeah, I looked I looked him up, and he's not even credited as, he's a credited as a creator. My uh, bad. When I looked. I thought he was I thought he. I thought they both wrote it, but when I when I looked it up, I'm um, pretty sure from correctly. Sorry, I'm just re looking okay. at it right now, but I'm pretty sure he was. He's credited as uh, as a creator, not a writer. Um, anyway, it's oh, a no, hilarious he's, he's, show. Yeah, yeah. No, it says created by. Yeah, it doesn't even say writer. It just says creator. Right. But that being said, I'm sure he has he has his hand in the pot when it comes to writing as well. But yeah, yeah, it just says creator. So created by. But yeah, no, um, I'm loving it. I think it's a great show. I it's sat crazy. on it for what I guess six years now. It's been a, it's in the sixth season. Yeah, yeah. So um, yeah, and it in you. It's a, it's this is a golden era for Canadian comedy with that and Leonard Kenny. Yeah, yeah, and, no, absolutely. You know, it's it's uh, there's there's never been so much brilliant Canadian comedy. Yeah, to consume. no, absolutely. Um, it's even nice to see uh, Gail from Letterkenny in in the show too. She pops up every now and then too. Yeah, yeah. I, there's um, a couple of people I think mm-hmm. who cross over a little bit. Yeah, no, I thought uh, that, that's great to see to see her in that film in that show. Did you, you know what? You know what bugged me still does that mm-hmm. that uh, J Rock showed up on Letterkenny. Did he really? I, I didn't get yeah, that far. He, he yeah he played you mean, a, like he uh, played J Rock. No, he plays an oh, Amish no, no. character. Yeah, yeah, you're right. You're playing. Yeah, yeah, I did see that. Joseph Torrance. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Sorry, yeah. when you call it, when you said J Rock, I think you meant the character yeah. of J Rock showed up. Okay. I don't, I don't like how people compare Letterkenny to Trailer Park Boys. So, oh, so I didn't like I didn't like that crossover. Yeah. Well, uh, apparently they're owned by the same company or something like that now. Yeah. I no doubt the Trailer Park Boys bought them or something. But yeah. um, but yeah, no, um, I I find. I actually do make the comparison because they do have similar similar um, sure. characters, but the characters are so different you can't compare the two. If that makes I any find sense. Letterkenny to be, it's like it's it's definitely a funnier show. Um, it's it's, it's smarter a, it's a better show. It's a better show. Yeah, it's a smarter show. That's for sure. <laughs> yeah. Um, but yeah, that being said, I still enjoy some Trail Park Boys. Sure, sure. I think I have affection. For, I have affection for. Yeah, it, for, for sure. sure. So yeah. But yeah, other than that, Shit's Creek. Um, yeah, I can't really think of anything off the top of the dome that else I've been watching or have watched. What about yourself, my friend? Uh, you know, I just want to keep other encouraging people, <laughs> encouraging people to watch Raised by Wolves. Yeah. It's not about wolves. Yeah. It's a science fiction show made by Ridley Scott, set in the same universe as Blade Runner and Aliens. Yeah. Uh, it stars Travis Fimmel from Vikings. Uh, it is a fantastic show about androids raising children on an alien planet after earth is destroyed by war uh it's about religion it's about uh parenthood it's about motherhood it's about everything it's a Mm -hmm. big show full of big ideas and i love it and i want everybody to watch it um and uh i don't know how what else is going on really uh i tried what was that show i tried utopia Okay. Uh, I, I lost interest in it really fast. Uh, I found it. I found it to be, you know, fun. I guess, but 
nothing that really hooked me in. Right. Um, so I guess I don't really have much else to talk about this week, Kev. I think right. I'm good. It's always a pleasure, and I'm looking forward to episode 58, where mm-hmm. we will be reviewing episode one of season two of The Mandalorian just one week away. This, this is, is the way. way. I have spoken. That's the end? <laughs> I'm sorry, Miss Jackson. <laughs> I am for real. Never meant to make your daughter cry. <laughs> I apologize a trillion times. But that's all for episode 57 of Too Old for This Podcast. Yes, yes, Thank is. you for listening. And please, you know, do all the stuff online to let us know that you're out there. And we love you. And until next time, just chill. To the next episode.